You're listening to the Brooke Snow Podcast, conversations to help you look forward with faith, faith in yourself, faith in God, and faith in your own mission and purpose. I'm your host, Brooke Snow. You have episode 35, Can You Hear the Music? Have you ever experienced disappointment or frustration? What do you do when the people around you don't seem to be performing the way you want? What do you do when life doesn't seem to be working out the way you hoped it would? Frustration and disappointment are common emotions. And unfortunately, even a tiny dose can sometimes ruin what could have been a perfectly good thing. Today's podcast will help you move beyond life's disappointments to enjoy what's really available when, as we will learn, we have the ears to hear the music. If you enjoy this podcast, I know you would love my book, Living in Your True Identity. It's available on Amazon and filled with 21 tools to help you live life as the best version of yourself. Thank you to all of you who have left a review for this podcast and that you have shared it with a friend. As you may know, I'm not active on social media. This is a deliberate choice that helps me have the creativity and the focus to make this podcast the best it can be. So the only way this podcast grows is by word of mouth. It's by you. Thank you so much for taking the time to share this with a friend and support this effort. I love you for it. Today's review of the week comes from Brookie W85. First off, awesome name, Brookie W. <laughs> she says, Brooke's concise yet profound way of teaching deep, thought-provoking topics astounds me. I have felt stuck in so many aspects of my life, physically, spiritually, and mentally. Her simple changes and the magic of the compound effect that simple daily practices have in our lives is slowly changing me as well as changing my life for the better. My desire to be better and do better always increases when I listen to Brooke. I feel like I am on the phone with a trusted friend every time I listen to her podcast. Brookie, oh my friend, yes, I have totally felt that feeling of being stuck so many times before. I'm so happy that you are seeing the power, or as you say, the magic of the compound effect. The small and simple things are not only happily sustainable, as compared to maybe the big grand things that we could do, but they really do bring about progress and change when we stick to it. I love that you're getting unstuck and experiencing the forward progress on every level. Hooray, keep it up my friend. If you want to be the reviewer of the week, please leave me a five-star review in iTunes and share your favorite takeaway so far. And if you've been meaning to do it and you just haven't yet, will you please pause the episode and do it now? It is so helpful for me. Your ratings and your reviews and your shares this is what makes this podcast possible. So thank you for listening and for sharing. I want to start off today talking about disappointment. I promise this will be an amazing uplifting episode, but for now, let's talk about disappointment. Back when I was in my early 20s, still single, and I just returned home from my mission to Canada, I met up with some missionary friends. We were all at that stage of life where the world was full of possibility. Unfortunately, though, we were also all very disappointed. Things just didn't seem to be working out the way that we had imagined they would. Whether it was frustration at not getting into the school we wanted, or not getting the job we wanted, or, a big one, still being single when we wanted a serious relationship, we were feeling frustration of our life path not playing out in the perfect way we always imagined. So in an effort to seek counsel and wisdom that would make all of our troubles go away, 
we decided to visit with our mission president, who had also recently returned home from our mission. He welcomed us into his home and his wife prepared us a lovely lunch. And as we sat around the table together, he began to ask about our life. And as you may guess, we all began to air our troubles, hoping that he would provide us the sage advice that we sought. He listened patiently to each of us. And then he took out a paper and he drew a graph, a simple graph with an XY axis. And we all leaned forward, waiting to see what the answer to all of our troubles would be. He explained this simple graph in these words. Disappointment is a result of unmet expectations. To my 23-year-old self, he had just revealed something earth-shattering. <laughs> Have you ever felt frustration when you or someone else failed to meet your expectations? Have you ever felt frustration of not having things go your way? Of life not working out the way that you hoped it would? People disappoint us. We disappoint ourselves. People make choices or they behave in ways that are annoying or irritating or frustrating. There's nothing like having a family to expose us even more to the little things that just aren't quite how we'd like them to be. We don't have to go far to find something to judge or to be critical of. For some, it's as close as looking in the mirror. For others, it may be the performance of someone else not being what we think it should be. As a parent, I have many times found myself in frustration with my kids and this wild thought will come into my mind that says, why in the world would you do something like this? Where's the common sense that surely should have surfaced before you did this thing? What do we do in these moments of frustration? I don't think my mission president intended to tell us to just lower our expectations to zero so we would never feel disappointment. God doesn't want that for us either. He desires us to think higher and to aim higher. So what is the answer? What do we do when it appears that things are just not happening the way we would like them to? What do we do when the things, circumstances, or people around us bring frustration and disappointment? I'm reminded of a story I heard years ago in my college music history class. My professor was a gifted storyteller and teacher. He had a way of turning music principles into life principles. And I'll never forget sitting on the edge of my seat as he told us a story about the composer Charles Ives, an early 20th century American composer. Charles came from a musical family and was particularly influenced by his eccentric father who conducted the community church choir. <laughs> Most noticeable in the choir was a brick mason who bellowed so loudly and out of tune that it was really difficult for Charles to enjoy the performance. And this occurred every week. The choir would sing and the brick mason would cheerfully bellow his off-pitch contribution to the choir. Charles commented one day to his father about this obvious distraction and his father simply responded saying, don't pay too much attention to the sound or you will miss the music. Did you catch that? Don't pay too much attention to the sound or you will miss the music. 
This response from his father was incredibly influential in his life as a composer. And it has caused me many times to reflect on the deeper meaning. This morning, I went and visited this same music professor who originally told me the story. This wonderful man is one of my most influential teachers of my life. And due to Alzheimer's, he's currently in a nursing home and he doesn't remember who I am. I came to visit and to play him music. We found the piano and I sat down to improvise on hymns and tunes that I knew he would be really familiar with. Before too long, another patient in the home was standing right next to me. She was also familiar with these tunes and she had an obvious love for music. She couldn't remember many words, but she knew the melody and she would wail along loudly. Sometimes she was on pitch, sometimes she wasn't. The next thing I knew, she was playing along with me on the upper register of the piano. To her credit, I was playing music by ear and she still had about 50% accuracy in playing the melody. The other half of the time were notes that did not belong in the key, throwing off the harmony and causing a lot of ruckus. Me and Renee jammed out like this for an hour, playing hymns and primary songs. If I picked a tune that was particularly irresistible to her, she'd suddenly be dancing and jazzing up the song with her piano and vocal additions that were sometimes on, but mostly off pitch. Now, there was a time in my life that I would have been totally put out at this flawed performance, and I would have looked for someone to come occupy Renee so she wouldn't keep messing up the music. I think there's no coincidence that the man I was here to visit had been the one to teach me the story about Charles Ives' father. Don't pay too much attention to the sound or you will miss the music. Our performance would not have gotten high marks on America's Got Talent, but there was a whole lot of music going on. Sometimes it can be easy to pay too much attention to the sounds around us that are annoying, that are out of sync with our expectations and trigger our own judgments and criticisms. If we pay too much attention to the sounds, we miss the music. And of course, I'm not just talking about music here. The sounds around us can be the behavior of others, their words, their actions, their performance, the moments of unmet expectations that frustrate us and bring disappointment. It is easy to only hear or see what's on the surface, to be quick to judge when something isn't perfectly in tune with our own expectations and standards. I called my husband this afternoon and I asked him to pick up an ingredient for dinner on his way home. He had plenty of time. The store was on his way. It was only one item. He should be home in only a few minutes with plenty of time for me to still fix dinner and stay on schedule. He even promised me that he would be quick and that he would see me soon. An hour went by and he still wasn't home. And then longer, I started to get frustrated. Dinner was now way off schedule, which meant the rest of the night would be too. So with a bit of impatience, I called him up to find out where in the world he was. He answered the phone and he told me he was just leaving the store. And then he admitted that he'd stopped at the hardware store first to get all the materials for a father and son building project he would be working on tonight with our son. When I finished the call, I wanted to keep being frustrated. 
My expectation of him being home soon was not met. But hey, I was working on this podcast, which I hope you know by now is my method of keeping myself accountable (laughs) to learning these things that I need to practice. So with this message being fresh on my mind, I knew that if I paid too much attention to the sound, I would miss the music. I could look at the situation on the surface and be totally annoyed. Or I could hear the music, which was a beautiful song of a loving husband who not only honored my request, but also thought ahead to doing something meaningful with my son and wanted to be prepared. I have been guilty of missing the music far too many times. It's much easier to only hear the sounds, to only see the surface. A long time ago, God taught a similar lesson. He knew we would struggle with this concept of being able to see more than meets the eye. When it was time to choose a new king of Bethlehem, the Lord told the prophet Samuel to invite Jesse to bring all his sons before him, and Samuel would choose one to anoint as king. Many of Jesse's sons seemed like a solid choice. They were strong, good-looking, and of the proper lineage, but none were correct. Finally, Samuel asked Jesse if he had any other sons that were not there. Jesse confessed that the youngest, David, was in the field with the sheep. They called for him to come, and despite his youth, And as the scriptures say, despite his ruddy appearance, he was chosen by God and anointed to rule. By all outward expectations, David did not seem the proper choice. But the Lord taught an important lesson when he told Samuel, The Lord seeth not as man seeth. For man looketh on the outward appearance, but the Lord looketh on the heart. It's natural for us to look on the outward appearance, whether it's the outward physical appearance or even the outward performance of others. I could have looked at my husband's outward performance of being overly late coming home and totally missed the music. Far too often, I only pay attention to the sounds. I can be so quick to correct the actions of my children because I'm only paying attention to the sounds, the crying, fighting, whining, or other Super annoying sounds that kids can make. (laughs) Indeed, even in those heightened moments of frustration, when it seems like everything is completely out of tune and there's no harmony, yet the Lord tells us to look for more, to look for the heart and hear the music. What do you think would happen if we could hone our skill to hear the music? What would happen if we could see beyond the outward appearance of those moments that frustrate us? What would happen in our relationships and in our families, in our communities? What would happen if instead of seeing the messy house, we could see the happy activity and playfulness that brought the mess? What would happen if instead of being so fast to judge someone else's actions, we could see beyond the surface? Don't pay too much attention to the sound or you will miss the music. Friends, it may sometimes seem impossible that there is music, especially in those moments that sound like loud dissonance. I have come to learn for myself that there is always music. Always. 
even in the crucible of noise and disharmony in our life that seems to crush our spirit rather than lift it, there's always music. How do I know this? The prophet Alma spoke of the music always to be found, saying these words, If ye have felt to sing the song of redeeming love, I would ask, can you feel so now? The music, the song within us and within all of our experiences is found in the redeeming love of Jesus Christ. His power brings the music and redeems our vision and our ability to hear. No wonder he often pleads with us to have eyes to see and ears to hear. If you can't hear the music, come unto him and he will give you the ears to hear and feel the song of redeeming love. We don't necessarily need to lower our expectations. We only need to see beyond them. Can you hear the music? By small and simple things are great things brought to pass. Imagine your life hearing the music and look forward with faith. Do you listen to these episodes and love what you hear and wonder where to start? Do you feel ready to make some of these small and simple changes in your own life? I invite you to take my Christian Meditation 40-Day Challenge course. Meditation is my most important practice of the day, and I use it for so many things, including hearing the music. If you struggle with seeing and hearing beyond your expectations and feeling frustration and disappointment, meditation is an amazing healing balm. You hear me preach over and over the importance of the small and simple things in our life. And this one practice is huge. It's small and simple, but the results over time are profound. The key is consistency. This is why I offer every student a free buddy pass, allowing you to handpick your own friend or family member take the course with you. You get your own accountability partner and you both do the 40 day challenge together. Two people start a new empowering practice instead of just one. If this is calling out to you, I invite you to register at the link in the show notes or find it on my website at brooksnow.com. You can do this. I am cheering you on. Go and hear the music.